Hey, it's Chris Freeland, and you're listening to the Doxology Bible Church Podcast. If you want to know more about who we are or learn to connect with us, please visit doxology.church. Most of all, we hope the following message will help you take the next step in your faith journey, whatever it is. In Scripture, it says that Stephen looked up to heaven and he saw God, and he saw Jesus standing next to his father, looking at him, which was confirmation that in this moment when Stephen is dying, he saw Jesus. And that was exactly what I needed to hear so that I could know that when whatever was happening to Molly, that she knew that he was with her. And that in an instant, from the moment she was alive to the moment she died, she was in the arms of Jesus. And and that's what I carried with me to help quiet the fears that would come up in my mind. She wasn't alone. He was with her in that moment, and she has been with him ever since that moment. Doxology Bible Church is proud to present EverStory, launching wherever you listen to podcasts on June 6th. EverStory is a weekly, seasonal podcast featuring Christ-centered stories of hope and transformation, told by people just like you. No chit-chat, just raw, powerful stories. Stories inspire us to connect with each other in real, tangible ways. With stories, we're able to glorify a God who relentlessly pursues us. Mark 16:15 tells us to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole of creation. Stories embody who we are as Christians. Without them, Paul's letters would have never been shared. Without stories, a person with Christ in their heart might never find the courage to bring the word to their neighbor. Without stories, the Great Commission never occurs. Check in with us often as we introduce stories about the way Jesus' radical love is moving in truly awesome ways. Find EverStory wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow Doxology Bible Church on Facebook or Instagram at Doxology Bible. Want to share your story or know someone who might? Send us an email to stories at doxology.church. Because everyone has a story. Hey, it's Chris Freeland, and you're listening to the Doxology Bible Church Podcast. If you want to know more about who we are or learn to connect with us, please visit doxology.church. Most of all, we hope the following message will help you take the next step in your faith journey, whatever it is. It's Chris Freeland, and you're listening to the Doxology Bible Church Podcast. If you want to know more about who we are or learn to connect with us, please visit doxology.church. Most of all, we hope the following message will help you take the next step in your faith journey, whatever it is. Well, good morning, Doxology. It is great to worship with you guys this morning, whether you're worshiping in one of the micro groups scattered in neighborhoods all across our city, or gathered with your family, watching on your own for now. If that's you, even if you're by yourself, I hope you know you're not alone today. It's great for all of us to be together. You know, these are really unique times, and I just want to keep encouraging you to lean into them, not away from them. 20 or 30 years ago, a guy named Henry Blackaby wrote a Bible study called Experiencing God. The great big rallying cry of that study was an encouragement in every single season of life to figure out where God is at work and to join him in it. 
And as weird and scary and difficult as this season may be, God is absolutely doing something during this season in our world. And if you and I just sit it out, just binge watch Netflix through an extraordinary moment in history, we could miss out on an extraordinary move of God that's happening right underneath our noses. So lean in, not away. If you got a Bible today, grab it and uh, meet me in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 is where we're going to be this morning. When I was in junior high, uh, my school did something at the end of the year that in hindsight, I can't believe that we were allowed to do. It was called orienteering. It's actually a competitive sport. I had no idea. For us, it was this field trip where they took all of us as junior high students out to the middle of a state park, okay, 2,000 acres of densely wooded terrain, and they left us there. Uh, Looking back on that season of my life, I'm uh, pretty sure that whole thing was my parents' idea. Seriously, they broke us into groups of three junior high students. They gave us a compass, a crude map. They said, good luck. And they drove to the other side of the state park. Their hope was, at least I hope they hoped, that we'd find our way through the checkpoints and to the other side of the woods by sundown. Anybody else feel like your whole life just got dropped in the middle of the woods? With a team of less than 10, no compass, no map, no timeline, no directions. We are all walking through uncharted territory at the same time, kind of together. And for some of us, that's terrifying. Uncharted territory is the land of uncertainty and danger. We're afraid. My kids are in the living room this morning. They think it's awesome. And some of you are like them. Like the circumstance isn't awesome, but you're always up for adventure. You see uncharted territory as the land of opportunity. If you found Joshua chapter one, uh, I want us to look together at a really familiar story. It's a story of a guy named Joshua as he and a whole group of people went into uncharted territory together. In fact, let me set the scene for you. The people of Israel, they've been walking around in circles in the wilderness for 40 years. For 40 years, none of them have had to worry about a single meal. They never had a bread shortage. They had enough for the day every day and twice on Friday. It wasn't a perfect life. They complained about it a lot, like a lot, a lot. But for the most part for them, it was safe. It was predictable and familiar. And yet in Joshua chapter one, they're about to move into uncharted territory and nobody knows what they're about to walk into. Now they've heard rumors. Some of them have heard rumors that the place that they're going may even be better than the place that they're leaving. Like fruit as big as your face, a land of opportunity flowing with milk and honey. But others can't think about giant fruit because they've heard rumors of giant giants who eat the giant fruit. The uncharted land seems dangerous and unpredictable, especially compared to the land they've always known. So the crowd in Joshua 1 is bound to be filled with people ready for adventure and scared out of their minds. What do you tell a group of people like that as they stand on the front porch of an uncharted world? What are the most important things to remember as a leader, a parent, a neighbor, a friend, as we all walk toward uncharted territory together? Well, look what God tells a young leader named Joshua. And then what Joshua in turn tells the people. Joshua 1, starting in verse 1. says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, 
from the great river, the Euphrates, all of the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all of the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all of the law that my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. Three things I want to draw out of this passage that God told them that I think apply to us as we take our next few steps into this uncharted territory where we find ourselves today. You ready? Okay, the first one is this. In uncharted territory, how you walk will reveal who you trust. How you walk will reveal who you trust. You notice here at the very beginning, God reminds Joshua, where you're going is not nearly as important as who you're following. And it turns out that's great news for Joshua, great news for the people of Israel. And it's great news for you and me because God says to them, like he said to us, you will never be going to a place I won't be. I will be with you wherever I send you. Even when I send you to places and moments you never expected to find yourself. God expects for Joshua, for all of the people of Israel, that that news will have a tangible result in their life. And you see it repeated three different times in these verses. Be strong and courageous. And I love those two words because they're different. One of them for each of the groups of people in the crowds and our crowd, the unafraid and the terrified. For the unafraid, God says, be strong, which is a word that literally means to seize something, to grab a hold of something, to put muscle into something. Here's the idea. When you find yourself in uncharted territory and you find out that God is on the move, you realize it's not a time to coast and sit back and disengage. This is not just an opportunity for a coronation. When you realize that God is with you, you start to look for the front lines of where he's working and you seize the moment as an opportunity. And God says, be strong, seize it. The second part though, is a reminder for those of us who are terrified. He says, be strong and courageous. In fact, one of the best definitions I've ever heard for anxiety is imagining the future without Jesus in it. God reminds Joshua and Joshua reminds the people, you can be courageous, not because you have the map, not because you know the terrain, not because you see the outcome or because it's ever gonna be easy, but because you're walking with someone who knows the way and has promised to be with you wherever he takes you. He invites you to take every step into uncharted territory, like a child that's learning to walk, whose dad has his arms on both sides and just keeps whispering in an ear, keep going. Daddy's right here. You can trust me. Keep walking. Take another step. Take another step. Be strong. Be courageous. I've got you. I'm not going to let you go. How you walk reveals who you trust. Now, does that mean that the stakes are low? That the danger isn't real? Well, it doesn't mean that at all. In fact, you don't have to tell people three times to be strong unless you know they're headed into moments where their knees are going to feel awfully weak. You don't have to remind them three times to be courageous 
if you don't anticipate that there will be good, rational reasons that normal people are really afraid. You don't have to remind people that God's with them unless you expect them to have moments where they're tempted to believe that he's not. God says, when those moments come, don't be surprised. I anticipated this. Trust me, keep walking. I've got you. To us, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. The second thing in this passage is this. In uncharted territory, you will drift in the direction of your attention. You'll drift in the direction of your attention. You ever been in a car with a person that's driving this way? When something over here catches their attention and steals their focus, what happens to the car? What's true of driving is true of living. You'll drift in the direction of your attention. Look back what God tells Joshua, verses 7 and 8. He says, be careful to obey all the law that my servant Moses gave to you. Don't turn from the right to the left so that you'll be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. The book of the law was for them the first five books of the Bible. God had given them to remind them who they were, to point them towards life that's really life. We've got more than five books. In fact, we've got the one who those books ultimately pointed to, the person of Jesus, The same idea applies. God was telling Joshua, when you walk into uncharted territory, there will be plenty of things to talk about and think about and live in light of. So pay attention to what's receiving your attention because you will drift in the direction of your attention. This is so important. And I keep saying this because I keep fighting this and I don't think I'm the only one. What's receiving your attention these days as we walk through this uncharted territory? Come on, stay informed, be well-read, but if the majority of your attention and conversation and mental energy is spent consuming and passing along bad news and scary news or pointless, mindless, fruitless things, you will drift in the direction of your attention. It is time for some of us, come on, to log off of social media because we are meditating on Instagram day and night. We're meditating on Fox News and CNN and MSNBC day and night. And then we're surprised that we're drifting towards fear and anxiety and hopelessness. God says to Joshua, and I'm saying to you, just like I'm saying to me, don't let that happen. Pay attention to your attention and keep it pointed in the direction of your desired destination. Do not let yourself drift. The last thing, and it's related, in uncharted territory, the essentials are even more essential. Look what God keeps calling the people to. It's strength, it's courage, and it's obedience. Strength is faith on the outside. Courage is faith on the inside. And obedience is what happens when you put the two together. See, when you believe inwardly that God is big enough to do what he's called you to do, and that courage moves out of you into strength because you believe God's strong enough to do what he's called you to do, it allows you to go boldly towards the next step he's calling you to, however big or small it is. On the front porch to uncharted territory, Joshua gives these people a renewed sense of direction, but he doesn't give them a new map. He gives them a renewed focus. He doesn't give them a renewed vision. 
He invites them into a renewed commitment, but not a new strategy. He says, remember who your God is. Remember that he's near and live like that's true with your very next step. See, in uncharted places, the essentials are even more essential. We want to help each other seize this season as a church. If you got my email uh, this past week, you know, I really feel like there are five giant essential opportunities that we can each grab a hold of with next steps during this season. The first one is prayer. We talked about it last week. Jesus modeled this. When the needs got bigger and they came nearer, he consistently made prayer his top priority. And this is a golden opportunity for us to carve out new rhythms for prayer in this season. If you don't know how to pray, you don't feel like you're good at it, good news. Nobody's good at anything they do for the very first time. So what better season to get better and set our attention on prayer? Second big thing is worship. We're continuing to meet together for worship on Sundays. How could we not? The third big thing that's essential, it's pastoral care. It's meeting real, tangible needs in our church and all throughout our city, particularly as they continue to become more available. So stay in community. We've worked on all kinds of solutions so that you don't have to be in person to stay connected together. So look out for each other. And if you don't have a community at Doxology, listen, we need you and you need you to be connected in community. The third thing we want to see, we want to see neighborhoods thrive. In fact, I talked to a couple of our local government officials this week. Both of them said the most helpful thing a church could do right now is have people stay near their homes and take care of the people who live in their immediate neighborhoods. And I said, well, I just so happen to know a few thousand people in Southwest Fort Worth who have been practicing to be awesome at that. So let's be awesome at that. The last thing is family. Talk about being strong and seizing a moment. Okay, I've got young kids, so I know. Kids, you know. A couple of extra weeks of spring break seems like a really great idea for a while, but is it starting to feel like you're a little bit under house arrest? Would you believe it feels the same way for your mom and dad? Like you feel like you're held captive. They do too. (laughs) Trust me. But here's the thing. As hard as it is and exhausting as it is, there is absolutely no reason that families shouldn't be able to look back at this season as one of the most spiritually significant season of our family's life. And that won't happen by accident, but it can be simple and accessible so that every single one of us can do it. And we want to help families absolutely nail this season spiritually together. And we want to do all of that without inundating you with email. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to send you an email once a week. It should drop today with some resources and some ideas that can help you set your focus and seize this season in uncharted territory. If you need a more daily reminder to pay attention to your attention, there'll be a link on that to a daily devotional we're going to drop every single morning. You can subscribe to it if you want to, or uh, you can do your own thing if you've got it, but it's all directed towards helping us seize our focus and seize this season. Whatever God is up to, we want in. That's what we're committed to doing and being as a church in the days ahead. I want us to be a people who wake up every single day remembering who our God is, remembering that he's near and committing every day to walk with good news on our lips, with his presence on our minds and with strength and courage that mark every single step we take as he leads us, even through unexpected and uncharted places. Can we pray together? 
As we're praying together, it may be that you've come to this moment this morning and you're not certain that God is with you. Can I give you some good news today? You can be. In fact, God says that he loved us so much that he came to the earth to rescue us. Jesus Christ came to the earth and he kept all of the things that God required on your behalf. And he took the penalty of breaking them on your behalf so that he could offer you life that's truly life as a gift forever. It's a gift that's already paid for. It's simply received. Jesus came to the earth and lived the life that you and I should have lived. He died the death that we deserve to die. And then he rose from the dead to show us that God had accepted his payment on our behalf and to offer us life that's truly life forever. And right where you sit, wherever you're at today, you can receive that gift. It's as simple as in the privacy of your heart, right where you're at, telling God, I'll receive that gift. I believe that Jesus came to the earth for me, to rescue me, to die for me, that he rose from the dead and he offers me eternal life, that I can be right with you through what Jesus did on my behalf. And this morning I'm receiving that gift. Father, for all of us in this moment, I pray that you would let us be people who are strong and courageous. I pray that we would be people who focus our attention on you. And over and over and over again, we remind ourselves of the good news, which is the best news possible. That it would eclipse every piece of bad news that we've heard or will hear this week. Let us keep coming back to the truth that you see us, that you know us, that you're with us, and you will not forsake us to the end of the earth, wherever we go. Would you let us be people who live like that's true with every single step strong and courageous, remembering that the Lord our God is with us wherever we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Doxology Bible Church podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. If you're ever in the Fort Worth area, we'd love to worship with you in person at one of our services. For more information on service times and location, visit doxology.church. Thanks for listening to the Doxology Bible Church podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. If you're ever in the Fort Worth area, we'd love to worship with you in person at one of our services. For more information on service times and location, visit doxology.church.